0: yeah cool so i guess i'll just get started so hello my lovely listeners and welcome to this technically first official proper episode of unpick i'm sarah mcclintock costume designer artist and um drinker of many cups of tea a day and with me today we have um if you want to introduce yourself hi
1: i'm scout shiro i'm a costume designer I um I do social media, I write, and I like anime and D D.
0: <laughs> Underneath your clothes, there's an in their story. There's a m guest my choice. There's my interview this episode. All the things I deserve for being such a good a costume designer. Yeah, like, uh, I must confess, I don't actually know very much about you, despite having followed you on Twitter for several months. You, I don't even know how long I've been following you. Um, several
1: a while now.
0: Yeah, for a while, for a while. Um, can you give me a brief outline of, like, where you're from and what you get up to on a day-to-day basis?
1: Yeah. Um, so, I live in the US. Um, I'm from New Jersey. I do social media for a living, um, I, I do a lot of, like, I do social media and e-commerce for a wholesale company near me, um, but my biggest, like, I guess, passion is, uh, musical theater, so I do, um, costumes and I act and sing for a local theater group near me, um, and I I started getting into costumes because I cosplay um so I I've been cosplaying for about almost a decade now and it started when I was in high school and I just can't stop doing it like i a couple times it's been like overwhelming for me so i've been like i'm done with this but i always get sucked back in because i just i really like I, I've never been a super good artist, so I've always like kind of been jealous of like the way that people can represent like um, visually represent things through art. So cosplay is the best way for me to be able to do that and I think it's really exciting so um yeah i do I do costume design and I also um I play D and d. I'm in three campaigns right now.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God. God, I wish that were me. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I kind of find that, like, especially having started studying costume design and, like, meeting so many other people who are into it. Like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh so co- cosplay got you into this. Oh, oh Extremely. I mean, like, I think that's, I don't know. I think it's good that cosplay become more of, like, a thing that people know about and do and then people who pick it up and love it are like okay this is what i'm going to do um yeah
1: absolutely
0: and like i also i feel um, I, I think
1: hmm? oh i'm sorry
0: i was just going to say i feel i, I that, didn't
1: mean to interrupt you
0: <laughs> i feel that jealousy of like seeing cuz it's like i i went to art school i can draw but whenever i want to see like i want to see this character do this i my brain always goes to take the route of, okay, well first you gotta dress up as them, replicate yourself entirely in their image and then take a photo of your- yourself as them doing this thing rather than just like, mm, draw it on a page which will take you like three hours instead of three months.
1: Exactly! Uh, I know. Or like when I try to draw, um, I, I've been practicing drawing a lot lately since like I really started playing d d on the reg. Um, but it's it's been a really slow going process. I can I can draw a bust really good, but once it gets like past the shoulders, I'm like, oh man, I don't know how a human body works. Yeah. So it's it's just kind of like it, it's very cathartic for me to be able to go out and like do a cool pose while wearing clothes yeah. and know that I can yeah. still like make a beautiful art. Yeah. Wow, I am super good at talking.
0: <laughs> no, we we all gotta make words, and it happens. Um, what kind of what kind of stuff when you're not in cosplay? Do you wear normal people clothes? I'm assuming. I mean, yes. I, I would love to go out in cosplay at costume all the time, every day of my life.
1: <laughs> I wear normal people clothes more often than I cosplay because I'm a normal person more often than I'm a cosplayer. Tragic. Um, so I, I kind of have, my, my style has been kind of changing for a while because I've been trying to figure out like what makes me feel more comfortable. Um, I, I wear work clothes most of the time because mm-hmm. like by the time I get home I'm like, it's time for pajamas! Because I don't feel like being fashionable at home.
0: Yeah, what do, um, what do work clothes consist of in the social media context?
1: Um, so at work, I usually, we, we have, like, a business casual kind of dress code, which really means nothing, um, because, like, I, when I found, when I, when I first found my job and I found that out, um, I did some serious research online because that, the phrasing really doesn't make much sense to me. It feels, like, dichotomous in a way, um, and they were all, all the, the websites that I found were like um, kind of vague about it and then I came in and people are all wearing like jeans and a nice shirt or like you know like a button-down shirt and yeah. you know slacks or something uh, so I was kind of like okay I can I can get away with a little more because when I when I first came in the first couple weeks I was wearing like heels and dresses all the time and I was yeah. like this is not exactly me but gotta deal with it um and then the the more comfortable i felt at work um the the more comfortable i felt dressing like myself so for me work clothes i either wear i I do wear a lot of dresses still because i'm not gonna lie it's really easy to wake up in the morning throw on a dress and walk out the door because it's one garment. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, no, I feel I feel you. Like I have, I don't I don't wear a lot of dresses, but I have quite a few like one jumpsuits and one piece outfits. Because exactly.
1: Like, yeah, uh... so I wear like a lot of maxi dresses to work. Um, I'm four foot nine, so I have to do a lot of like altering to them to get them to fit me like a regular. Because when I when I buy clothes in the the real world um most of the time they're much longer on me than yeah. on anybody else so that's kind of like where i first started to learn to sew and work with like fashion was through having to alter my own clothes just to be the necessity to, like, I, public.
0: yeah i've i've a mate who is about i'd say five foot and she finds that she can just shop in the kids section of supermarket or not stores and I'm like, damn. Yeah,
1: I wear, I actually, my shoes are a size six, which is um, like the smallest size of like adult shoes. So I I typically do buy shoes from the kids section because they're more fun. <laughs> they're more bright and colorful. Yeah, I know. I, I know. Think that's exciting. Whenever
0: um, I'm going out trying to get and- like fun socks or tights, I'm like, but the kids section.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I wear a lot of maxi dresses. Typically, they have like floral prints. I've, I've been really into, um, this, this is a trend that I've been noticing for the past like seven years and it's not going away. Uh, so I'm like thrilled about it, but it's like, you know, like a black background with like pink florals on it or like mm-hmm. big blue florals. Like I just, I really like that kind of look. Um, and I've also kind of, I, I've been starting to get into, and, like, this term is dodgy for me because I'm non-binary, so, like, what's a gender? But um, I've been starting to get into men's shirts lately. And yeah. I've found that that pattern that I really like, the black um, the black background with florals on it is also kind of populator, uh, populated in those styles as well, which is really exciting for me. So I have two shirts from Urban Outfitters that I wear pretty often that kind of look like that. And I don't know, it's, it's really exciting to be able to, like, I, I'm still kind of navigating my identity. Um, yeah. And it, it's really exciting to try to just, like, wear clothes that make me feel good, no matter what they look like.
0: Yeah, because I, I was going to ask, whenever you said um, you wear a lot of dresses, I was going to ask if you identified as female or not, um, and how that fit into that. Uh, it- very
1: specifically, I identify as a demigirl. Uh-huh. So um, I there is definitely a part of me that identifies as female, but there's a, another huge part of me that identifies as, like, something else i don't know what that something else is but it sure is it's something um and i've just i've been kind of working in that space lately and it makes me feel really good um to try to figure out what that is
0: yeah i think that there's not uh exclusivity be like oh dresses are girly it's like dresses are clothes and yeah.
1: i'm a person at the end of the day people wear clothes and whatever whatever clothes you want to wear they're your clothes they're not anybody's
0: you know And I think, yeah. that's good. I think i think myself because i i have a hard time feeling like i have any kind of gender really it's like i go about life as a cis woman because i can't be bothered doing otherwise um, but I think I have a hard time distinguishing gender presentation from gender just because I don't it I don't know what gender is
1: <laughs> yeah I'm still I'm still really trying to navigate that that space myself it's all pretty new to me so I can't, I, I totally get you there I always I, I describe my gender as being very nebulous because like most of the time I don't I don't completely know what it is
0: so. yeah so I am assuming that being into anime got you into cosplay, or is that wrong?
1: extremely yes
0: <laughs> yeah. um yeah. I think the
1: first thing I cosplayed was, oh yeah, it was um Renoa from Final Fantasy eight um my mom and I sat down. I was in eighth grade, I want to say, which in the u s that's like um thirteen fourteen years old-, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think. Only the PlayStation 2 was out at that time. Um I was a really late bloomer getting into Final Fantasy. Um my my sibling and I played Kingdom Hearts a lot. So mm-hmm. I was really interested to find out who these like other characters were. Um and a friend of mine bought me Final Fantasy VIII. and I was like, oh boy, Renoa, extremely good. So my mom and I sat down and we like found a commercial pattern for the duster and we made the duster and I was like really excited to paint the angel wings on the back oh nice no. um, oh, no. and it's kind of been going ever since my mom and I were like a big team for a long time and she still really helps me out a lot when I don't really know what to do um like uh this past January my friend Jacob and I um we were doing the vogue elves from the adventure zone at oh yeah um, and we used a Berta pattern, and I've never sewed with Berta patterns before, but I don't think I will ever again, because I find yeah, that their instructions yeah. are completely, like, yeah, extraneous.
0: With, with, <laughs> with, with, with Berta, like, their patterns are good, but you have to already know how to use a pattern before you start using it. It doesn't, it's just like, here are the pieces, now, yeah. put them together. Like, thanks, Berta. That's, thanks. that's
1: exactly what I found. Um, <laughs> like when I, I, I always, I I mean, I've been sewing for almost 10 years, but I still always gravitate towards like easy patterns just cause like, I find that if you want to modify something, it's best to start off with something that's marked as easy because then yeah. you can, um, yeah. then you can take a little bit more liberties, but this was a really tough pattern for me because I would read the instructions over and over and over again and I still wouldn't know what they meant. So I, you know, I would spend like a couple weekends with my mom just like sitting down together and looking at these instructions. And we even wrote my sibling in, too, because my sibling also cosplays um, and they sew. And we, we just like all put our heads together and like we were working into the last minute. But like they came out amazing. <laughs> but I don't yeah. think I'm going to use Berta again because she- it was like it was really tough.
0: Do you ever do um, joint cosplays with your sibling?
1: Uh, we're Just... thinking about it. Uh, we've we've done it before, um, but it's it was quite a while in the past. Uh, we did Alphaba and Glinda from oh, the Wicked all... musical because yes. uh, we both really like Wicked, um, and we we took them um, we took them to New York Comic Con, and we didn't we never got a shoot of them, which is always like, dang uh my friend and i we took some pictures together like with my friend's help but we never got like a proper like location shoot and i always like dang that would be really cool if we did that but we're, we're looking to do um luna and diana from Sailor Moon the cats uh-huh um, oh yeah oh, my yeah. sibling cosplays luna and they did a really amazing job um, and I really like Diana, I think she's really sweet, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I don't know when it's going to happen, but when it does, I'm going
0: to, like, scream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I look forward to seeing it.
1: And-, and I do a lot of cosplays with my partner, too. Um, my girlfriend and I do a lot of stuff together. Um, like, we've done Evangelion cosplays together, because that's Ooh. my favorite anime, and... I that, got very yeah, into Yeah, that it.
0: was the um first anime I ever watched.
1: Yeah to Dang. one to start with. That's that's a tough one.
0: <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like, quite like this. Quite it being strange and existentially terrifying. And I was like, Oh, I'll have another one of those and I know I wouldn't particularly call myself like an anime person, but like I watch the occasional one when something comes around that I'm into. Um, yeah,
1: I used to um when I was in like high school I was really, really into anime. And then in college I got more into musical theater and I kind of like I didn't watch as much anime but now that I'm like graduated and I have a lot more time on my hands,
0: I'm like Yeah. Who did you and your I am partner? Again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, who did you and your partner cosplay from Even go
1: Um we cosplayed Ray and Shinji. Oh, nice, nice. And um we're also gonna do I'm not sure when. I think maybe Khan, Um We're looking to do Janet and Michael from The Good Place um, because we both watched that pretty recently. Uh, and yes, I really like. Um, I I really 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 like Janet. I I like relate to her in uh, a certain way, and yeah. Yeah. Arden just really likes to. Arden really likes characters that are like Michael. Um, yeah. So. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. We've also done, uh, Yuri on Ice together. Yuri and Ice cosplays. We were the two Yoris. It's kind of funny to me, like um, Arden and I. Like we cosplay together a lot, but we never do couple cosplays. <laughs> like we're always we always cosplay characters that are like friends or siblings or something, which I think is really interesting. Huh. Um, yeah. so like- someday I will find a ship that I love with her so much that I'll be like, hey let's yeah. do it <laughs> yeah.
0: what like what is it do you think that like draws you to cosplay a character like, is it aesthetic or personality or just like i love this character i have to be them
1: uh kind of both i um hmm let me think about this right now i'm working on um mysterious heroine x from fate grand order uh, which is one of the Saber faces? One of the characters that looks like uh, um, Saber, the the one of the main um, servants in the show, mm-hmm. uh, or game. Oh. Uh, what?
0: Uh, so I'm just doing a Google search for Fate Grand Order because I am not familiar with it. Ah, cool.
1: Oh, so it's um, it's it's a mobile game, and it's uh, Fate is like a big. Uh, Japanese multimedia franchise it started off with um H games and Fate Stay Night was the first one and it was originally an H game Mm. and we don't like to talk about that too much because it's it's not very good frankly Mm. the story is great but like as an H game I was like ooh, not my favorite thing um but the concept I think is really interesting it's like um it, and they made it into an anime, and they took a lot out of out out a lot of the like sexual like suggestive scenes. Um, and it's kind of been going ever since. Um, and I, I, I think that the concept is really interesting. So it's like a bunch of um, a bunch of mages. So like people who use magic, um, mm-hmm. and train to use magic. Um, every certain number of years. They all kind of get together to fight over the Holy Grail um, like the actual Holy Grail oh, <laughs> and wow. they do so by summoning um, these like mythical heroes from the past so mm-hmm. like King Arthur is there and that's Sabre um, and she is really cool. Um, and there's a lot of characters who are like that who um, they, like we historically think of these people as um, male, but in fate they're represented by characters who identify as female, and I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Um. So, so King Arthur's one. Um, Medea is there, and Medusa from Greek mythology. Um, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I'm like uh, clicking there's through. There's a your lot links of Greek, Greek
1: mythology stuff, and that's really why I'm into it because I really like. Um, Greek mythology I think it's really interesting Mm -hmm.
0: Um,
1: but but Mysterious Heroine X is she's a version of Saber King Arthur but like from an alternate universe and Saber is kind of like as a character really notable because people like Saber so much that they were just kind of like let's make a whole bunch of other characters that look exactly like her but what if they were different? Hmm. So, like, um Emperor Nero looks like Saber. um Joan of Arc looks like Saber. And eventually, I-, I guess this is where X comes in, because X's whole deal is that she was sent from this alternate universe to, like, kind of, like, Braveheart, almost. Like, there can only be one. She's, yeah. like, yeah. she's sent to kill all the other Sabers, but... She ends up teaming up with King Arthur, but, like, from before she pulled the sword from the stone, and they have, like, a cool friendship, and I think that's really interesting. Um, I originally wanted a cosplay X though, because I thought her design was really cool. She wears, like, a track jacket and a little baseball cap, but she's still, like, she carries around a sword, and I, I love that, like, athletic look. That's something uh-huh. that I really want to try and incorporate more into my own style um and then i started playing the event where x shows up and i was like oh i really love her so i'm I'm working on that right now and i do a lot of characters from fate because it's one of my favorite series
0: yeah do you like do you find yourself wearing cosplay items in real life like all the time because i know Uh, i (laughs) guess
1: absolutely i try like if there's if there's a piece that I have to buy from a store I specifically try to like I I try to buy a piece that's as close to the character as possible but still fits into my style so I can wear it every day because I'm like I I try to be really conscientious about saving money when I make cosplay because I realize it can get pretty expensive pretty quickly. Uh,
0: yeah, oh
1: God, yeah yeah <laughs> it's it's a real strain on everyone's wallet so I try to um I really try to pick pieces that I can get the most use out of because otherwise you know like you you wear a cosplay at conventions but and like or if you're gonna do a location shoot but other than that you know those like um you know that scarf or those boots might say sit in your closet so you might as well get some use out of them that's yeah
0: has anyone ever like spotted something and been like is that is that are you wearing the thing from that ooh? like
1: um you know. i don't think so i i have an eda bag and that's what most people notice <laughs> they it's a fake eda bag and, and everybody always asks me questions about it
0: i know I, I tend to find that if i'm wearing something that has like words or a logo on it i think people will be like what's that What's that from? And then I have, yeah. like, have to sit and explain to people who don't know. Or they'll go, oh, that's that. And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's that. Um, so I want to know a bit. Because I, okay, I've, as much like cosplay stuff I've done, I've never actually been to a convention. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, so what's it like? I'm curious.
1: Um, I really enjoy it. It's kind of, It can kind of get overwhelming. Um, I, I have an anxiety disorder. And so it's sometimes it's really hard for me to be in spaces where it's very, very loud. Um, but I, I think it's really fun because um, the way that I first pitched it to my mom when I was, like, in high school trying to let her to, to get me to – hold on. When I first pitched this to her in high school – because I had to, like, try to sell her on the idea of me going to a convention, because you'd never heard of them before. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a big Disney person. I really... I'm, I'm really interested in Disney parks. And um, so the way that I tried to pitch it to my mom was it's kind of like Disneyland, like, uh-huh. um, or Disney World, because that's what we're more familiar with, because we live on the East Coast. Um, You know, like, you, you just you're, you're walking around and suddenly you'll see this character that you love. And it it's, it's always very exciting, a little bit alarming, um, just because, like, even though you, you go to a convention and you, you expect to see, you know, so many people dressed in cosplay, it's always still very, like, holy crap! Like, whenever you see somebody dressed as that one character you love and you, um, you know, it, you just like walk up to them and ask them if you can take a picture of them. And that's that's how I pitched it to her that it was like Disney World, because it's like when you go and meet, you know, you meet Mickey or you meet a princess or something yeah. like that. And it's yeah. it's very exciting. Um, she she was under the impression that like people also act and as their characters, which is something like I've really only found true to be in photo shoots. Or if you're doing like, um, they have LARP sessions at conventions, yeah. And I know some people do that. Um, I've I've never personally done it.
0: I um, actually I have done LARP.
1: It, do you like it? I really like improv, but I'm a little nervous to try.
0: Yeah, I did. Well, actually, at first, I did LARP before I ever did tabletop. Like well, I did really? LARP before I did D and D, and like I didn't really know what it was. Yeah. Uh, like the reason that I did LARP at first was because I was like okay I know I'm good at making costumes and clothes who is it that needs costumes and clothes and I was like yeah LARP's a thing that people need costumes for so I like found a local LARP group and actually a friend knew of one I was like oh can I come I wanna but I didn't like really understand like I met up with uh, my friend and we were like, let's make characters for LARP, and then there was like all these numbers involved, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Why do we need numbers <laughs> to dress up? I don't understand. And like, we got there, and it was it was good fun. We were in the park. It was sunny. I was like playing a lizard person because I was like, hell yeah, I'm gonna paint myself green. I love That's that. That's extremely good. Um, but yeah, I ended up meeting a lot of people who have like since. Be- I I did I did two sessions of LARP haven't been back since which i feel a bit i feel very bad about um but i was kind of like the second session i did was just so cold and i was like you know what i can't do this like larping in scotland is not for me i'm afraid but like i'm still mates with quite a few of the people there and like you know i went to get costume commissions and i actually have ended up getting a few costume commissions from people who are like oh i need this jacket for my character i need um, oh yeah, and then afterwards, when I got into D&D, I was like, oh, right, this is what LARP is based off. This makes so much more sense now, I understand. Oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was a weird backwards way of me getting into tabletop role-playing games was started off with costume and LARP, and then was like, okay, what's going on here? I don't understand. Um...
1: Yeah, I didn't. I actually didn't know that it was based off D and D.
0: Holy moly! Or, or like, is in not makes D&D a lot of sense. D&D, not not D and D specifically. Just like LARP also has a system in the same way as tabletop role playing games have a system. Um, gotcha. I can't remember what the system that our LARP was using. I
1: mean, I also do cosplay my main PC. So like, it comes full PC? circle.
0: Tell me about them.
1: He's extremely good, and I'm. I love him. Um his name is uh Prince Quinoa the 4th of Newark. Uh Quinoa is spelled the same way as quinoa, the food. Um, oh my god. He, yeah. <laughs> he usually calls himself Quinn. Um okay. he is a prince in hiding. Um he ran away after his Do you know the musical Pippin? No okay I uh it's my favorite musical and I really I I want to play Pippin because it's like it's it's a role that I can really see myself in and relate to but I'm pretty sure I'll never get the chance just because I present as you know feminine um so Mm. Quinn was kind of a way for me to do that I I strongly based his backstory off of Pippin so Quinn um he he ran away from home after his dad died because he was next in line to be king and he was like shit i can't be king i can't do that um, cuz he he's um he's much more it, he he's he's very nervous um he he's very studious he's really into books and reading um uh-huh. he loves crystals he he's not into government frankly mm. especially um like um monarchy it's it's not his jam at all so he ran away uh he jumped out of a window in his pajamas <laughs> and he kind of like fell into all these adventures so his main um his main story he's like um his party knows that he's a prince in hiding but he's always trying to like keep that under wraps cuz he doesn't want it to get out um and then i have another campaign which is like an urban fantasy setting mm-hmm. um, and there his dad um his dad sent him oh Quinn's a cleric I that's important um, his his dad sent him away to seminary in in this setting um, and Quinn was like I don't want to be a priest so he ran away to fantasy New Jersey because um, <laughs> he's really into literature, and he wants to, um, he wanted to go to, like, smart boy book college, so he, he goes to Fantasy Princeton, or Princeton, um, and he's a teacher assistant at this local high school, which is where the game takes place, and they're working, um, he and three students that he teacher assists they're working to seal the seven deadly sins away into Pandora's box because they accidentally got out. Nice. Um, and then my third campaign that he's in is an Apocalypse World campaign. So it's not actually Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and Quinn, his mom, um, he he was like... So Apocalypse World is like a post-apocalyptic setting. It's kind of yeah. like um, Mad Max or... Um, the My Chemical Romance album *Danger Days* is the one that I most compare it to because that's what I'm most familiar with. Um, yeah, I've,
0: I've read through the the real set, and it's there's a lot of like I think what I like about it is a lot of like really cool anomalies that have been brought out by this like, yeah. nuclear wasteland he, or whatever um, kind of apocalyptic wasteland it is, and it's like yeah. there's just some freaky stuff going on, and it's really cool. So he's um, he's from this like
1: coastal city, and one of the only cities in the area that has access to water and his mom was like a pretty influential person and she rolled with like some some people in a gang in her city and she was like really like protective of him his mom gave him everything um and she was really supportive of him and she tried to like help him do whatever he was interested in so like if He wanted to find, you know, find out ways to heal people or take care of people, which is what he mostly does. Um, You know, she she tried to get into that training wherever she could, but then she died. This is always how it starts. One of Uh Quinn's parents dies and he freaks out and runs away.
0: Yeah, um, god one day i'm gonna run an indie campaign and dead parents are gonna be banned like no tragedy in your backstory it has to be awesome 100 percent. no possible. one's allowed
1: to have dead parents nobody can be a disney person <laughs> yeah so yeah. he he ran away and he fell in with these um these people in kind of like a um a commune in a way and they mm-hmm. all take care of each other and um quinn is sent out on missions with his party to, like, uh, gain supplies for their, like, holdout, which is what we call it. Um, and he's an angel, which is... It's a, it's another healer class. Um, and he, he tends to... So there's something called the psychic maelstrom, like you were talking about, where there's, like, all these weird, like, anomalies. And it's kind of like another plane yeah. that people can, like, tap into. And Quinn has this tendency to tap into it and pull out, like weird shit just because he's curious about it so one time he pulled out um he pulled out this giant bird who like was growing hands and we had to fight it um and and we have this idea for quinn to pull out a potato with eyes like you know how potatoes grow eyes on them but this potato will actually have like eyeballs and it's Um. gonna be his pet and i'm really excited about it
0: yeah, so you've got. I find it really cool that you've had. You've got one single character for three different games um, that you just like imported the same character into. Um, yeah. What, what version of that are you cosplaying, and what does he wear in the cosplay? I actually cosplay all three. <laughs> oh Jesus! So, um, <laughs>
1: Roy. Um, whenever I start, like, whenever I throw Quinn into something new. I usually have Roy draw him. Uh-huh. Um, so in his, in, in Home Game, which is the, um, that's, that's the, the Shiren campaign is what it's called. And that's where Quinn is originally from. He just uh-huh. pretty, like, originally he started off wearing his nightshirt because that's what he ran away in. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the, the main thing about Quinn is that, like, he's kind of a fashion disaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he he takes a lot of pride in it so like he wears um he wears a lot of robes and like flowy garments but they're always very like sparkly like he he tries to add you know as much kind of like a a mystical sense to them as possible because he it's it's his bag he thinks it's really interesting to like watch the way that the sun hits um, you know, if he if he's wearing something that's beaded, he really likes to watch the way that like the sun glints through different beatings or crystals. Yeah, yeah. um, he thinks that's really interesting. Uh, he wears a lot of purple. So basically, what I'm trying to get at here is he's not very good at pretending he's not a prince because he's <laughs> always dressed fancy.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> and is then that... In the
1: urban fantasy campaign, um, oh my in god, Indora campaign, he tends to wear like. um, he loves shorts. Uh, he shops at Urban Outfitters and Forever 21 a lot. Uh-huh. Um, and I usually, my favorite thing to do in that campaign, um, because we can draw a lot more from real world fashion, is like whenever we start a session, I'm like, okay, guys, what are we wearing? Oh. <laughs> and we always like show each other little like um, either collages or like a picture of someone who's wearing like, something that our character is like um there's um Roy drew a picture of Quinn for me for the Pandora campaign where he's actually wearing like a shirt from Urban Outfitters that I own because
0: yeah
1: I went there and I saw this shirt and I was like oh Quinn absolutely wears this and it's like a it's it's purple green and yellow stripes in like a almost like a 90s kind of tommy hilfiger kind of pattern that's the, the way i want to describe it but uh-huh. it was really expensive so i was like fuck i can't afford this so i was like every week when i went to the mall i would like wait until it was on sale like is, is it oh, no. here yet is it here yet and i was so excited when it like the price dropped to like 17 dollars And i was like i think i can i can justify spending money on this now
0: yeah so um, then that, that what I was gonna ask earlier until you kind of answered this for me was does quit in yourself dress anything alike or is it a contrast anything. a
1: little bit I've been taking a lot of like um inspirations from him because when i when I design outfits for him, um I feel like more confident about wearing things that are a little more outlandish because when i up until like um maybe about a year and a half ago i really was just kind of like a de- a jeans and t-shirt kind of person yeah um yeah. but because i was really nervous to wear anything else just in general um but as i've grown older and more comfortable with myself and more comfortable with the way i look i've been trying to try out new things um and so Quinn allows me to do that uh, a little bit and that's really exciting for me Quinn really likes to wear different like he He's really into power clashing, which is not something that I'd like to try because um, I'm a little more reserved than he is about it. Uh, he loves to wear, like, you know, like, stripes with solids or, like, um, he'll, he'll wear, like, you know, like, a highlighter yellow top with, like, like bright blue pants. Like, he doesn't give a shit. Oh. He just, like, mm, spicy. he, he spicy. finds pieces, and he's like, I love this. I'm going to put it on. And that's it. That's that's his bag. And he, he loves to paint his nails. Um, he wears a lot of, like, highlighters. Um, and uh-huh. he, he likes to, um, I always had canon that back on Newark, where he was from in Home Campaign, um, he would cover, he he has a lot of freckles, and he would cover his freckles with, like, glitter. Uh-huh. Um I think that's a big thing on Newark. It's, like, uh, glitter and, like, makeup. Because I'm a costume designer, so I can't not think about the kind of clothes that people wear. And in Apocalypse World, he just kind of, like, wears shit that he finds. But he always looks... He... His main, like, go-to stuff, he wears, like, a crop top and shorts and really tall socks and, like, a big, big, big scarf to keep the dust out of his face. Huh. And he's got um, three piercings in each ear and he has gauged earlobes and he usually wears um, some crystals around his neck because he's really, he he's really, really, really into crystals.
0: Yeah, I find this, like, this is really fascinating in that, like, it's kind of like you said that um, you've been taking a lot more influence from him. Literally. Yeah. But also, you created him in the first place, so there's like almost like you're designing your own costume, but through this filter of your D and D character, which is really cool. Yeah. and Like, I know whenever I've cosplayed stuff or d- d- done a D and D character. Um, whenever i am in that mode where i've like just dressed up as this character or i'm planning to dress up as this character i always it, it always definitely like impacts my wardrobe and i'll be far more confident to wear something more outlandish or just weirder out in the streets cuz i'm like no you know this is what this character would do so here i go here we go so, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah it's absolutely like that um i have another pc i haven't gotten to play them yet um but they're a tiefling, and they dress in like a health goth style. So like I said like I'm I'm interested in athletic clothing. So Did you say since health? I made oral. I've been I've been incorporating more like dark track jackets into my outfits or like dark fitting crop tops or sports bras. Huh. And it it makes me I really like that style the most. That's something that I really like to experiment with more. And Yeah, it's just like, it's it's another outlet for me to be able to explore myself.
0: Yeah, I just find it just so amazing what kind of like getting involved in becoming other characters does to you as a person. Yeah, and like, it's it's something that I'm looking forward to doing. I think as a costume designer in the future, if you know what I mean. I don't, I, think I don't know.
1: you should, because I think it's 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 very liberating to be able to like, kind of ex explore yourself through that in a way, and then you feel more confident when you actually apply it to your everyday life.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because
1: you've already done it once.
0: <laughs> Aye. And what do do? You, what do you kind of bring of that into musical theater? Like how? What? Yeah. How do you? What am I trying to say? Yeah, what's what do you like as a costume designer for the for the local theater group? Like, mm-hmm. kind of, do you find that you are also bringing bits and pieces of yourself into your costume designs for the theater? Oh, absolutely! Or is it vice versa?
1: Yeah, I think I absolutely do that, and it of course it influences me in turn because I I remember um, so I worked on a production of Hair last year, uh-huh. um, which was pretty formative for me because. I started working on it and like finding pieces for it. The show wasn't until May 2017, but I started looking for pieces in April of 2016 because oh, I wow. knew it was coming up. And I was like, this is going to be a big job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I started like searching out for stuff. Um, and I would go to target and see like, you know, these like long flowy dresses or whatever. And I'd be like, man, I really hope you're around next April. Like just looking at these kind of clothes, like I'm hoping that this trend is still a thing so I can, you know, get stuff for my actors. Yeah, Um, And I was also in the show at the same time. So it was like, I was kind of pulling double duty. Um, But it, it was really kind of, that one was big for me because I really liked to play with color and, um, the characters of hair get to wear you know so many different colors and so many different like cuts of clothes because they're hippies um so they they can do a little bit more experimenting i tried to stay away from like um i don't i don't know how to describe this other than the party city hippie look so like I, i really 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 didn't want anyone to wear like a tie-dye shirt and bell bottoms.
0: Oh, because yes. Yes. I was no kind of
1: like mean. this is a cop out and also not interesting to look at frankly because it's what you expect. So I I did a lot of like Pinterest research like on actual images from the era. Like what did people wear? How did they wear their hair? How did they um you know, how did they dress? What kind of shoes did they wear? Did they wear shoes? Yeah, um, yeah. And I tried to replicate that with my own stuff. Um, I didn't end up actually having to buy a lot of pieces because the group that I'm fortunate to work with... Sorry. <laughs> the, the group that I'm fortunate to work with has been around for almost 90 years. So we have quite a big back catalog and a lot of it's vintage. Oh, so yeah, yeah. I was able to find a lot of pieces in our in our costume room that worked really, really well. And if they didn't, I could modify them. And so that was like a big help. Um, and yeah. then, you know, because... Because the internet has a lot more access to like vintage clothes now and people people just in general have more access, um, of course, if if they have the means to wear different things and find different pieces... You know different actors would come to me with like clothes from their own wardrobe and be like hey what do you think about this and that was really really helpful for me because it made my job a lot easier
0: yeah yeah i i know i know the feeling i know the feeling of yeah i've got two weeks to costume macbeth for next Holy for the mo- end of weeks. this month um but again it's fine there's, there's a store and it's modern setting so it's that's always be a similar, good similar deal for me um, cool. Well, we are approaching, um, our, our time. Um, and just to, to close out, I uh, want to ask you what you're wearing, well, or what you're planning to wear today, since I think it's morning for you, like, hot Yeah, is a it's Sunday extremely morning.
1: Dress? Right now, I'm wearing a t-shirt and Power Rangers pajamas pants.
0: Oh, fuck yeah. Um,
1: but later today, it's Mother's Day, so I'm gonna go hang out with my mom. Um, yeah. I'm probably going to wear depending on the weather. I have this crop top that I really like. It's um it's yellow and it has two athletic stripes on the sleeves. I actually wear it for one of my Quinn cosplays. Um so I'm going to wear that and I'm going to wear some leggings and I think probably some very comfy sneakers because I do have my surgery tomorrow so I want to be easy
0: on my foot. Yeah, best best of luck with you know walking
1: (laughs) thank you yeah he says my doctor says that I'm gonna be able to walk like the day afterwards so he's hoping
0: (laughs) oh wow 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 wow, yeah that's fast (sighs) nice alright so thank you so much for coming on for you know kicking this off properly instead of just uh, like maybe we'll do this again maybe we won't like we will we will I will be doing this again. Um, So with that in mind, dear listener, if you would like to come and talk to me about the clothes you wear and how that affects your life and how your life affects your clothes, blah, 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 blah. I would love to hear from you. You can DM me on Twitter. I am Sarah Mook Costumes. That is M-C-C-O-S-T-U-M-S. And Scott, do you have anything you want to plug while you have the attentive ear of listeners?
1: Um, sure. So, I do some writing. Um, my my stuff's been found at um, Rogue's Portal and in Full Bleed before. I do a lot of writing about um, D&D, um, musical theater. I write about Westworld sometimes. My Twitter is at Alderani. Um, I mostly retweet stuff. It's mostly Disney Parks. Um, and my friend Amanda and I are also working on a Fate podcast. It's going to be called Unlimited Blade Jerks. Um, so you can follow me on Twitter and, and find out when that's going to be up on the internet.
0: Hell yeah, hell yeah. I look forward to hearing all that. Yeah, so thanks for listening, and we will see you next time on this podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>